listeners, welcome back to the next episode of Ladies First, your podcast featuring truly amazing and inspiring women. It's Alina here, and today I'm with Renee Gittins, Executive Director at IGDA and CEO at Stumbling Cat. So thank you so much for being with us today. I'm excited to, to speak with you. So can you start by explaining what Stumbling Cat is? Yeah, so Stumbling Cat is a small indie game studio that I I founded in uh, 2014. I founded the studio with the intent of just having an official entity in which to do pro that it would turn into such a significant studio and project with the development of Potions, A Curious Tale. So how did you get involved with gaming? I've been a gamer pretty much my whole life. My father introduced me to video games when I was four or five years old, mostly just watching him play first-person shooters on the PC. I started playing those games myself and then graduated on to playing a more diverse range of titles. Games were a significant part of my childhood. I was an only child without many other children in my neighborhood. So if I wasn't playing outside, I was probably either inside doing homework or playing video games. So around me and, and you know, in my, with, for my friends, gaming is is very male dominated, you know, so I, I assume that with regards to the development, the industry is male dominated as well. Is this correct? So there are approximately 24% of the game industry that identify as women, but over 45% of gamers identify as women or, or game players are women. So while people may think that gaming is male dominated, that really isn't the case these days. And it's becoming more and more prevalent for women to play games. In fact, there are more women over the age of 40 who play video games than teenage boys. Oh, that's interesting. So, you know, what made you kind of go off on your own, you know, by starting Stumbling Cat? The reason that I started Stumbling Cat is because I was trying to figure out actually what I wanted to do in the game industry. After graduating college, I started in the biotech industry as a system and design engineer. Um, and then I moved on to software development because I knew that related more to the game industry where I decided that I actually wanted to move my career. However, I wasn't sure if I wanted to be an engineer, uh, a software developer within the game industry, if I wanted to be a producer, or if I wanted to be a game designer. And uh, I had already had experience with project management and with, with uh, you know, computer software development, but I hadn't had much experience when it came to game design. So I decided to start designing my own game just to go through the process and see if I enjoyed it. That ended up becoming a title that I thought was really an interesting um, approach a really interesting game. And when I talked to other game developers about it, they all seemed really intrigued by the idea. So I continued to pursue it, turned it into a prototype, and then eventually, with there being enough interest, I decided to kickstart it and was able to do so successfully. 
though admittedly part of the reason that I was working so hard on creating a prototype, building out this portfolio, is because I was actually having difficulty getting into the game industry at that time. And, you know, I was also wondering, where did you get the name Stumbling Cat? I was told to name my studio uh, after something that people might relate to, to me and, and the interests in my life. I am definitely a cat person, and I have this gorgeous half-black Maine Coon who is elegant and the biggest klutz as well. So he, uh, he's my stumbling cat. So, you know, what do you hope to see in the future for Stumbling Cat? I really want to create games that inspire others to follow their dreams. The game that we're working on right now, Potions of Curious Tale, is an adventure crafting game that follows Luna, a young witch who's recently discovered her ability to brew magical potions. While she can use these potions to battle monsters, she also uses them to overcome obstacles and solve puzzles on her quest to become a potions master. So it's really a coming of age kind of game where she is learning her place in the world, figuring out that just because people have fancy titles or because they're older than you doesn't mean that they're good or trustworthy or that you need to or should respect them while figuring out that she can make her own way in the world by using her wits and intellect and her strengths, not just the traditional strengths of her society. So, you know, how do you come up and with, with game ideas that you think kids or adults, you know, will want to play? What's your best strategy in that? I think the best strategy is generally making things that you want to play yourself. Um, I, I often come up with game ideas in criticism of other games that I enjoy. Uh, Potions of Curious Tale was a, a game that was developed because I was frustrated with being rewarded, being the hero of a game, killing every fluffy bunny you see. Just didn't feel very heroic to just get experience or gold or benefits from slaughtering everything that you came across. So I wanted to create a game where, yes, there would be combat, you know, yes, you'd have adventures and struggles, but it wouldn't reward you just mindlessly slaughtering the entire world. So how did you get involved with IGDA and, and what's its main goal? I got involved with the IGDA because they had an active chapter in Seattle, which is where I started my game development career. And I went up to one of their booths and gave them some critical feedback about how they could better support the local industry and other uh, advancements that they could make in, in their support of game developers. And Upon receiving that feedback, they actually invited me to come to their next Seattle chapter board meeting and then invited me to join the board. So that was, gosh, that was, I think in 2015. And so I sat on the Seattle chapter board for two years before running for the, the head board, the international board, and then sat on the international board for about two and a half years before becoming the executive director, uh, which I've been for a year and a half now. So I've almost been involved with the IGDA for six years at this point. And the IGDA's mission is to support and empower game developers around the world in achieving fulfilling and sustainable careers. 
And we do that through three main pillars. We provide knowledge where we have white papers, we do research, we do webinars, we host conferences, all to give knowledge to game developers who are looking to improve their careers, make their businesses successful, and really continue their own personal growth. We also provide community. We have over 100 chapters around the world, everywhere from Japan to Pakistan to all across the United States. And then we also advocate for developers. We make sure that the game industry is putting its best foot forward and that individual developers are being considered when governments and corporations are looking at changing rules and regulations or just approaching their own problems and ideas. And, you know, today, what is your your day-to-day -day work life kind of look like? For me, it's a combination of meetings, both internal and with external partners, uh, emails, lots and lots of emails, and then working on our programs. Uh, right now, we are ramping up for a holiday hackathon that we are going to be running, so I'm fleshing out that. We're also looking at creating a certifications program. So I'm doing a framework outline of that before having some more meetings on it. You know, it's really just looking at the state of the industry, what game developers need, and then figuring out the way to create and get those resources to them. And if you had to choose, what do you think your favorite part about what you do is? Oh, it's absolutely empowering others. You know, I, um, we ran a hackathon, or actually a game jam during the summer called the E-Jam, where we paired high school and college teams with professional game development mentors and had them jam out a game in, in 40, 48 hours or 72 hours. And one of the participants in that reached out to me afterwards and, and thanked me because that event helped him start his career. It got him a interview and job opportunity because they were impressed by not only the creation that they saw of his team from that eJam, but also the way that he handled, we did a sort of closing ceremony interviews afterwards, and, and they were really impressed by what they saw from him. So it's great to see our efforts and the events that we're running really supporting people in their career growth. So I always kind of end off by asking if you could give one piece of advice and, you know, more specifically to the young female listeners, what would that piece of advice be? Be your biggest proponent. I mean, advocate for yourself. It can be difficult, but you should always think about how you can best support yourself. It's easy to be hard on yourself. And I, I recommend trying to avoid that because you are your own greatest resource and you need to take care of yourself and you need to let other people know how awesome you are. So doing things like hosting your own podcast is a great example. Networking, making connections, connections that'll last for a lifetime is really important as well. And so is just letting people know your efforts, what you do, your strengths. I think that is the best thing you can do, whether or not you want to get into the game industry or any other career. 
Well, thank you, and, and thank you for being with us and for sharing your piece of advice. It was really a pleasure speaking with you and, and getting to hear about your journey. So thank you, and this is Alina Peary, and tune in next time for another special guest.